Ian Play with Pragmatic, made possible by Horton in Britain, a worldwide supplier of engine cooling systems and proud member of the community for more than four decades. HortonWW.com. Welcome to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Maddock. Today's guest, a longtime educator. He was a longtime football and wrestling coach. He'll mix in some coaching of track and field early in his uh, career, but it was 39 years at Parkston. And in 2009, he did some great research on the beginning of high school wrestling in South Dakota. You know, there was a big pushback of establishing high school wrestling in South Dakota. But today, it's a great sport and an expanding sport in South Dakota. Our guest today, John Gilman of Parkston. John, welcome to In Play. Well, thank you. You know, you chronicled how wrestling got started in the state. It's very interesting. It's very amazing. I really enjoyed reading about it. We'll get to that research here in just a moment. But, John, you got to go back to uh, Hudson, South Dakota. That was your first coaching job. Uh, what was what was that coaching job? I was an assistant football. I helped out with the football squad. That's about all. I didn't do a lot. That's why I went to high school. Uh, now, were you from the Hudson area or Beer Street? Yeah, I, I was yeah. from Hudson. Yeah. Well, how how was that going right to your alma mater right away? So, well, so. I... I think I was still in college when I did it. I drove back and forth. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But then you were there for just one year, and yeah, then yeah. And, and then Parkston called. What what was happening at that time? Well, it was a strange deal. I, that week, that, I was applying for jobs then when there was a million teachers applying for jobs out there, and uh, you'd get a letter saying thank you for your letter. We already have this job filled. And one week I applied in Egan, Woolsey and Parkston. And I never heard anything, Egan Wolves, and I got a letter from Parkston, and I thought, please come for an interview. I go, whoa. And it said coaching. It didn't say head football. It just said coaching. Well, we're all 24-year-olds at the time, and I don't know if I, <laughs> if I would have applied if I had known that. <laughs> but uh, I got the job, and I got thrown in the wrestling room. And it was kind of funny. We had a new principal, and he came to me, uh, I was in the first day in school where uh, he said, yeah, you're a football coach, aren't you? I said, yeah. I said, he said, say, we got a kind of problem here. He says, our wrestling coach just resigned. Would you take the wrestling job? And I said, well, Jerry, uh, it might be a problem. I've never seen a wrestling match. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said, oh, okay, well, so well, we found a good man. Mike Heisinger was the wrestling coach and been a friend ever since. You were uh, an assistant wrestling coach. Were you, the, were you also the assistant football coach? No, I was head football. Head football. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, Parkston had some uh, pretty good uh, uh, success in football, at least getting to the state championship yeah. game a few times. Yeah, and, yeah I, I had some pretty good years. I, 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 was, I was head coach for six years. I had about four good years, so. It was good. Uh, if I'd known then what I know now, I'd been a hell of a lot better coach. <laughs> well, the one the one championship, though, that was St. Thomas Moore back in 2014. Yeah, I was an assistant then. Yeah. then. But it was great to get that championship after being a runner-up yep. three times earlier. Yep. That was just super. We, 
the reef, Riley Reef made a catch in front of me that I don't believe I ever, ever, ever thought anybody could catch. He reached up length as far as he could reach with one hand and grabbed the ball. It was an outstanding catch. So, because otherwise we were beat uh, in the semifinals before that. So, Anyway, yeah, it was great. It's been great, and the last couple of years have been great with this nine-man football. Yes, uh, it was uh, 2022. Uh, they get to the finals. Parkston, though, lost to Wall. Wall had a pretty good team that year, and it was, what, 34-14 Wall in that uh, 9AA championship. You know, when it, when it came to wrestling, how many different head coaches did you work with? I worked with 10 different men during my years. Uh I think I was active in school 37 years and then 13 years as a volunteer. So, and I love all the guys. <laughs> well, was there ever a time you thought that you wanted to do the top job in, no, in no, wrestling? No, I never wanted to be there. No, I, I never, I never want, I was very happy where I was. <laughs> very happy as an assistant. You know, for, uh, for a guy who never, ever saw a wrestling match before 1973, it appears that you grew to really love the sport. How did you get hooked uh, with wrestling? I don't know. I just I really, really, really enjoyed it. I found out what a great sport it was. Yeah. Um, I learned from a lot of coaches, and uh, I just uh, lived and died with the kids, and uh, I still do. You know, it's really tough to uh, win team titles in wrestling, but, boy, Parkston has been – a state champion in wrestling four times, runner-up six times. A couple of those runner-up times, we with with one or two more wins, we would have won the tournament. I know one year we lost one match two to one to a Canton kid, and if we'd have won that match, we'd have won the tournament. But we won a lot of them, but we've been close a few times too. Yeah, those, some of those runner-ups uh, back in the seventies uh, lost to Falkton. Yep. Uh, the '80s uh, lost to Freeman. The 90s, Bonham, and then, of course, in the 2000s, Webster a couple of times, yep. just getting by yep. Parkston. Yep. Awful big matches with those people. So what uh, what was it like in the wrestling room when you knew you had a really good team put together? The kids are, we've always just had good kids. Our wrestlers are, you know, sometimes they would almost beat themselves bloody. They'd work so dang hard. <laughs> We've had a great tradition and a great attitude in the wrestling room all the time. We just haven't had any slouches in there. They just, they've always went go and go and go and go and go. So when did uh, the separation of uh, football and wrestling occur for you? I mean, you were a football coach, a head football coach, uh, and then an assistant coach. So when, when did you stop being a head coach? Uh, about six years. I was an assistant after that. Well, juggling everything else, plus being a teacher, right? You were, what, a fine yeah. teacher, if I recall. Social studies. Sure. Yeah, more social studies than anything. Sure. That that By the way, that very first year of getting paid to be a teacher and coach, that was track and field, right? Was that track and field at Hudson back then? Uh, I helped out a little bit, not very much. <laughs> Uh, well, you got your you got your hands in a lot of sports there, John. With yeah, track yeah, and field, I, I've been in, <laughs> I've been in a lot of stuff. Uh, by the way, Parkston had uh, two team dual titles back in two thousand three. We had the last two teams, yeah, before they stopped it, yeah. And we were tough. We uh, up and down the line, we were tough. I mean, we didn't have many weaknesses at all. 
Well, it was gone for a while, but now it's been back for a while. I hope that uh, the team duels, uh, the interest uh, continues to grow yeah, for, yeah. for that. Yeah, we'll just see what happens. Well, there was a time, and this this happened, and you did this for 18 years. You were... You were kind of the the guy promoting the uh, the state of wrestling in South Dakota. It was called the Gilman Newsletter, and how did it you was, come about uh, becoming? It was funny. Yeah, Kenny Rummel from Howard. One day we were returning, he said, "Gilman, we you start we're writing a little article once in a while, once in a while, <laughs> once in a, while. a couple weeks every time we go, everybody knows what's going on in the state." And I said, "Well, yeah, I guess I could try it, Kenny." So I started it, and then the, I started subscribing to all the newspapers in the state, the major papers, you know. So I'd get results. A lot of people didn't get results anywhere, and it took off from there. And uh, well, I, I got phone calls after that a lot. They say, "How, how good are these guys?" or "How good are these guys?" And so it was it just expanded, and uh, I had had my people in the study all put the papers together. So my <laughs> newsletter, so. <laughs> that worked out good. But the newsletter was great for a while, again, until technology took over. So how many pages was the newsletter? Probably about 10 pages of ads and 10 pages of information, usually, Ooh. about Ooh. 20 pages. Oh, you had to sell ads, too, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had, I had a lot of good subscribers, a lot of good advertisers. Did that kind of get you uh, ready for chronicling or and or researching the history of South Dakota? You were, I mean, you were kind of a reporter, an editor at that time with, with your I, newsletter. I don't even know why I did it at the time. I did. <laughs> it's been a long time. I don't know why. I, I guess no, I don't think anybody asked me to do it. I just thought to myself, what the hell? We'll do it. We'll go back and go through and see what we can find on some of this stuff. In the old days, it was tough to find stuff on, on wrestling. Well, the high school wrestling uh, was sanctioned by the South Dakota High School Activities Association back in 1960. I mean, it's been growing, yeah. go, going strong since. But, John, it was 1953. you got to go back to 53. Who established the first wrestling program in the state? Uh, you know, I think Spearfish was one of the earlier programs. And Rapid City was starting at about the same time. And uh, wrestling didn't really start getting going, I don't think, until around 1966 or so. When I was a senior, I know, in high school, I think Beersford had it, and I think Hayward and Hiwa had it. But it was just slowly starting to develop. A lot of football coaches wanted their kids to wrestle that would make them better football players. 1953, does the name Walter Hack uh, come to mind? Yeah, he, wasn't he one of the ones to try to start programs? Yeah, he was the superintendent at the South Dakota School for the Blind. Yep. Yeah, they yep. established the first wrestling program in the state, but according to your report, the, a lot of residents didn't want anything to do with wrestling. What? Yeah. Why do you suppose yeah. that was that way? They didn't want to interfere with their other programs. They didn't want, I'm sure the basketball coaches didn't want it at all because they would take kids away from their basketball programs. That was a lot of it. You know, they didn't want to lose, they didn't want to lose their people from the programs they had. Well, Warren Williamson was a graduate right. of SDSU, and this would have been right. like a year later or so, 1956. It sounded like he became a big promoter of the sport yep. of wrestling. Yep, he did. He was a big promoter of it. Yep, he sure was. He uh, 
tried to set up all the scoring and everything else like that. So yeah, he was he was a great promoter of it. I had heard he was demonstrating the sport at assemblies, at PTA yep, yep. meetings, at yep. service clubs all across of the state. Yep, yep. Just and, to try and to sell it. I think that's what made a lot of schools decide to start, you know, made them decide they wanted to start wrestling. Rapid City Central, I think, was the one of the first high schools that did start. Yeah. I think that's a mistake, too. It wasn't Rapid City Central. It was just Rapid City then. That's correct. There was no Central. It was just yeah, Rapid that, City. that's a mistake I had in there. <laughs> I, I had Rapid City Central, but Central didn't become until Stevens came along. So it was just a Rapid City school in those days. But, yeah, was, yeah, they were an early starter. And like I said, Spearfish was in there, too. Spearfish was an early starter. Spe- it's kind of interesting, too. You know, before it was sanctioned in 19... It was 1959. Smokey Woolman was a sixth grader, and he won. They had a tournament, you know, unsanctioned, and he was a state champion as a sixth grader. Hmm. Oh, and we certainly know where the Wallman name has gone yep. in history yep. of wrestling in the and state. Unfortunately, they were in our district and region every year. <laughs> so we had to had to wrestle Wallman every year. Let's see, 1957 Redfield started wrestling and Redfield started. Yep. Yeah. And a famous name, Ken Greeno. He was the athletic yep. director and I, Ken, it sounded like was a huge promoter of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of those guys in that, that time period, they, they were, they pushed it. They were trying to push it anyway. Kenny did, uh, eventually go to the activities association and say, Hey, let, let's sanction this. And eventually they did in 1960. Yep. But prior to that, this is where it gets really interesting. The The quality of the sport of 1958, it was the first state wrestling tournament. Now, it wasn't sanctioned, but it was the first state wrestling tournament. Right. Had about, what, 50 wrestlers in that state right. tournament. I'm trying to, yeah. uh, you know, I heard that the wrestlers wore all sorts of different clothing yeah, for no. wrestling. <laughs> And I think I think they had straw straw mats. I think it wasn't it wasn't very advanced. I know that. Yeah, I heard uh, surplus government mattresses. <laughs> yeah, for, for wrestling. Like that. <laughs> but what were yeah. the wrestlers wearing? What were their uniforms? Oh, they just any kind of a singlet they could they could put on. They didn't. A lot of them didn't have a team jersey, so a t-shirt and a shirt or sweatshirt or whatever, whatever they could find, they wore. Roger Denker was uh, at Spearfish, and uh, he is quoted as saying that Rapid looked so good, their wrestlers looked so good, but all that, that Spearfish had, they wore long underwear and dyed them red. Yeah. <laughs> that was some of it. I, I know some schools did that, too. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy, the beginnings of the sport and seeing how, how it has evolved and how good the sport has become today. The biggest change is, I think, uh, when I first started in Parkston, we would wrestle, and a lot of times we would have an A, a varsity match, a B team, and a C team. And there was no such thing as a double duel or a tri- triangle or anything like that. And I think if you had 20 matches in a year, you had a lot of matches. That was a lot of wrestling. And today, kids would wrestle 65 matches, 70 matches. So it's just changed like that. John, let's talk about some of the uh, rules of wrestling in South Dakota. Back in the late 50s, my understanding is that choke holds and illegal holds were very common in high school wrestling. 
Oh, yeah. They did a lot, a, lot, a lot of things go in the early days of it. You take care of the kids a lot more better today than we did in the early days wrestling. <laughs> I want to talk about a couple of rules that used to be. In the state tournament, a wrestler would be eliminated if his first-round opponent lost yep. in the second round. How did yep. that rule ever come about? I have no idea how it came about, but it took a lot of good kids. You know, if a good kid got upset one time, he was done. So we got rid of it finally. But that was in for a long, long time. You get beat the first round and the guy beat you, you were done. Wow. Uh, by the way, it ended in 1979. It hasn't been that long. <laughs> yeah, so it was in it for a long time. <laughs> and writing time. You know, a wrestler writing yep. his opponent for a minute was awarded a point. Writing time stopped the year I came to Parkston. I still remember the clock. Yeah, writing time stopped in 1972. And why did it? Was it was it just tough to enforce or? I think so. I just think it was uh, finding people to make sure that they, they could take care of the clock and things like that. I think that was a little part of the deal. Well. 1969, uh, you want to, if you can help us remember, 1969, a major blizzard hit eastern South Dakota and yes. caused a huge controversy at the state wrestling tournament. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, my God. They didn't wait. There was about three teams. One of the Sioux Falls schools who was favored to win it, I was the Sioux Falls, Washington, maybe. They didn't make it because of the blizzard. And uh, today, weather warning and stuff, people know what's going on. I don't think that ever happened again. And I don't think they'd ever start a tournament unless they had everybody there. If they couldn't get everybody there, I think they'd postpone it. Yeah, the tournament officials chose not to delay the tournament, and those teams that couldn't get there, they were yeah. out of luck, weren't they? Yeah, that's right. They were just, just out of luck. <laughs> And now today, normally with the weather, we know a few days ahead of time that uh, it happens with basketball, too. If they know that on Wednesday there's going to be a blizzard, they get all the athletes and the officials to the site so that everybody is there and ready to go. Do you think the 1970s may have been the biggest expansion of wrestling in South Dakota? You know, that's when you could have an A, a B, and a C team. You had a lot of wrestling. So a lot of kids out for wrestling. But then eventually we it's gone to boy, you know, we decided to go to thirteen wrestlers. Then we decided to go to fourteen wrestlers. Well, the big schools they can handle that. But the smaller schools, you know, that might have be having trouble filling twelve weights, now they had to fill fourteen weights. So there was a big difference there. You know, you uh, chronicled some of the greatest wrestlers ever in South Dakota high school wrestling. I mean, there are so many, but how about you yourself? Uh, can you give me some of those wrestlers, uh, even some that you saw that really stood out in the history of high school wrestling? Well, the Walman boys, by far. Three Walman boys are outstanding. Uh, they're the ones I think, if I thought of anybody, those would be the guys who I would think of. There's just been so many, so many great kids. It's hard to believe. Uh, we had Scott Mecklenburg here, who was an outstanding young wrestler. Um, Lincoln Storley, start talking about people like that. Yes. Funny story about Lincoln Storley. I, yeah. I was um, one of the coaches on the Disney duels. And Lincoln Storley was one of our wrestlers. And the first match, I think we had, we had to go against a Michigan team. 
And Storley went out there and went, wow, bam, pinned the kid. And I thought, well, this ain't going to be too bad. And we won two more matches after that. <laughs> I had, we had Riley Reap and uh, Kosher from Wagner. Well, the three wins. Otherwise, we got pinned or technical I think, in every match. And we thought we had a pretty good team. Well, we did have a pretty good team that was put together. What did uh, Randy Lewis do for wrestling, uh, high school wrestling well, in South Lewis Dakota? Randy Lewis was outstanding. We didn't see him much because they, they were A, but uh, yep. he was just an outstanding wrestler. And, of course, went on to the 84 Olympics. Uh, great, yep. great wrestler. Yep. I mean, and we had the Shears. The Shears, yes. The Shear boys. They're, they're, you know, they were outstanding wrestlers also. <laughs> South Dakota has seen another expansion of the sport today, the adding of girls to uh, wrestling. What, what do you think it's done? Uh, how, do you, uh, how do you see that progressing in South Dakota? Well, I think it's going to grow. It's going to grow a lot. We don't have it here in Parkston yet, but it's going to grow. You're in the South Dakota Wrestling Coaches Hall of Fame. What does that mean to you, John? Uh, it just means uh, if you told me 25 years ago when I was, you know, <laughs> when I graduated from high school, that I was going to be in the Wrestling Coaches Hall of Fame, I'd ask you what you had been smoking or drinking that day. <laughs> What a great story about a, a guy who never saw a wrestling match and spends um, decades being a part of the sport, writing about the sport, and then chronicling the history of wrestling in South Dakota. It's a great story, John. <laughs> well, I, I got into it. I really got into it deep. John, what are you most proud of, of your career when it comes to coaching? You know, specifically yeah. wrestling, but, you know, also football. You were involved with that. But what are you most proud of? I've just been proud of being a part of the, part of the whole, whole athletic program in Parkston. It's been so good. It's been so, it's been so strong. It's been a good football program. It's been a great wrestling program. I've just been proud to be, you know, proud to wear Parkston stuff. Proud to wear Parkston wrestling shirt and uh, part of football the same way. He's very, very proud of the whole thing. Is there anything new you'd like to see happen with wrestling in high school wrestling in the state? I still think they're going to drop a few weights. I think they're going to get down, maybe back down to 12 weights hmm. eventually because the small schools just don't, just can't, can't fill all 14 weight classes. So but that's one thing that's going to change, I think. Thanks to John Gilman of Parkston for being our guest today on EM Play. Almost four decades at Parkston, educator, football coach, and assistant wrestling coach. A story of a man who was asked to be a wrestling coach at Parkston, even though he never had seen a wrestling match. And of course, a few years later, he'd be the voice of wrestling in South Dakota, producing a 10-page newsletter on the news of wrestling in the state. His chronicling on the history of wrestling in the state, a great read. From the 50s, when uniforms were swimsuits and long underwear dyed red, and the rules including chokeholds, to today, and listing all of the great wrestlers who have come from the state. Thanks, John, for your dedication to the high school athletes. In Play with Craig Maddock is made possible by Horton in Britain where smiling at work happens all the time. Apply now at HortonWW.com.
If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. It helps us gain new listeners. This has been In Play with me, Craig Maddox. This is a production of South Dakota Public Broadcasting.